Um, I have a stool here this evening because I, I'm not injured or anything. Um, I had been seeking the Lord about what I might share with you this evening and I don't know whether there's just a theme running through the pastoral team at the moment but if you were here on Sunday you would have heard Andrew say that um, he didn't use the word railroaded but he had kind of a plan and a sermon in mind and really even as late as he was telling Adam and I today as Saturday afternoon evening he just felt the Lord saying oh no that's not really where I want you to go and so I have um, had on my heart for quite some time um, some of what I think are God's thoughts for this, this us this year and I sat down today to get that into my normal teaching format because that's where I'm comfortable and no, apparently not. So I do have some notes. I said to Ali, I'm, oh, I'm so much more comfortable kind of in a more teaching format and the worry that when it's not like that and it's more a sharing of thoughts and some stories and even some more vulnerable sharing that I will end up rambling. So I've tried to put some thoughts down on paper but you'll bear with me in that I feel out of my comfort zone. So the reason for the stool is I thought I need to do something different because I'm not teaching and normally I'd be standing up to do that. And then I thought about sitting on a lower chair, but then I thought I won't be able to see you. So anyway, hopefully I won't fall off. Um, So all of that to say that I have spent some time sort of over December and January looking to the Lord for what he would have for us this year as women. As you know, last year, I guess our overarching theme was of of sharing our God stories with one another and about how we build history with God in our lives. And um, to be perfectly honest, there's been a lot of competing noise in my life um, over the last um, couple of months. Um, but, and I really just say that because sometimes the process when somebody sits there and says, oh, well, this is what God's told me we're doing for the year, you, you may envisage that that looks like some really amazing supernatural moment. Or, um, but in fact, for me, it's been a little bit of a wrestle is really, I guess, what I wanted to share with you. It wasn't like I just woke up one morning and thought, yep, I know exactly what God has on his heart. I've actually had to um, try and work out how to turn down the other distractions and noises to be able to hear him. But the truth is that we serve a God who loves to communicate with us and that even when we think we're not going to be great at being able to hear him, He actually will and can get our attention. And so that's where this has come from for me. It's come from his... There were a couple of times around this and some other things in my life where I'm like, God, what happens if I can't hear you? And something that Bev said to me, oh, it would have been probably last year sometime, she said he can yell if he needs to. And so so really... I have two words that the Lord has given me. It's not from switchfoot theology, which is what Andrew said that his um, sermon kind of theme came from. But it's these words here, come closer. Just two words, come closer. 
And I've been thinking quite a lot about what is contained within those two words. And so we could look at that as an instruction, which it is, or an invitation. Um, it's actually a description of proximity and position, isn't it, in terms of that sense of coming closer. Coming closer can also be considered to be kind of an incremental thing, like a process thing. And it's not exactly measurable or even comparable. And I guess to illustrate that, I was thinking, well, what, how do I illustrate that? And so... I mean, if Ali said to me, come closer, from here, if I take one step towards her, then that puts me at a certain proximity to her. But if I was out in the foyer and she says, come closer, and I again take just that one step, my proximity to her is going to be a little bit different. So come closer isn't, it's like not an, it's not an exact science really, is it? Like what does come closer actually mean? Um, and then the other thing about these two words come closer is that it requires choices and action. And so I've just been tossing that around a little bit. But more than that, I really was thinking today when I was sitting with the Lord, hoping that I would just do a teaching, that the words come closer for each one of us here will actually elicit a different heart response. Now, for some of you, the words come closer, even uttered from the Lord, that will feel comforting. Um, it will feel safe and loving and kind and even inviting and, and intimate. It may convey all of those things. Come closer. But it may also elicit feelings of vulnerability and even like it sounds like a reprimand, come closer, or it may feel uncomfortable or exposing or even bring up a sense of shame or be intimidating. And for me, I was even thinking about a lot of the common Christian platitudes that we talk to one another about when we're talking about our closeness to God. And a, a common one is, if God seems far away, guess who's moved? Now, that of course contains some truth. And I'm not saying that we don't have, there aren't things that there are things in our life that sometimes will impact our sense of closeness to God, sin being obvious, an obvious example of that. But I think there are also seasons in our life where when we're feeling a bit distant or God feels far away, that in fact to be told if God seems far away, guess who moved, actually can sort of almost elicit, well, it does in me anyway, let's, I'll be honest, me, I'll own it, that I haven't got it right, that I've done something wrong. I don't mean it wrong in sinful. I just mean that I've failed somehow in how to nurture my relationship with him, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I think that working out how to live constantly close and intimate to God 
actually can be really complicated sometimes. I, I know there's a real simplicity about the provision that God has made for us through Jesus to come into relationship with him. That's not really what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the complexity of how I guess it feels and how it feels to be invited to come closer and how we even view our proximity to God at various seasons of our life. Does that make sense? And so this is the bit that's really uncomfortable for me. Um, And I'm just warning you that this is all quite present and current in my life. So I will do my really best to manage my emotion because I'm not very comfortable about being emotional. Um, But in reality, I'm in the midst of probably one of the most painful seasons of my life. And so hmm, I can't share the full circumstances because I need to protect the people around me. And so I hope you understand that. But these two words, come closer, have raised a lot of things for me. And so I'm like, God, could I have another topic, please? Could we do something else? Or can I just teach about the facts of this? Because there's lots of facts. But what does it look like in our lives to come closer when life is hard and painful? Like, what does it look like then? And do I really believe that this is an invitation for every and any season in our life and circumstances. And the thing is, I know the right answers to this, and you probably do too. I could sit here and I could tell you, of course, in the face of suffering, where else would I want to be but in close proximity to the Lord? Like, I know that. I know that's the right answer. But actually, recently, my heart responses to this invitation reveal to me that I actually believe otherwise, that somehow I've got to either get my mess sorted out or that this invitation applies more easily in some parts of my life than it does in others. And so it's made me question things like, what happens when my usual set of spiritual activities don't seem to be working in bringing me in closer proximity to the Lord? And what happens when coming closer to you, Lord, makes me feel like I'm going to cry and unravel and be really messy and I don't like being in that place or I don't have time for that, God. I just don't have time for that. Here's my 20 minutes and I don't have time to unravel. So I'm just going to keep you over there because... If I get too close, then actually it's, it's too hard to contain my emotions when I'm that near you. So I don't want you to mishear me in the season that I'm very much in the thick of at the moment. I have absolutely felt the closeness of God and I've had many moments where I've felt held by him and sustained by him. And I have experienced and continue to experience waves of his overwhelming grace and love in ways that I haven't really at any other point in my life. But I have also felt distant, overcome, anxious, like I'm at fault, disappointed that I haven't been able to sustain a sense of closeness with him. 
and that somehow in this really hard season I've lost ground with him. That's what it's felt like. And obviously a lot of these things are not really necessarily truth-based emotion and there's a lot tied up in the complexity of how we feel in our proximity to God and that's definitely my story at the moment. But I have felt, and I guess that's the purpose for being a bit more honest with you, that if I'm going to really explore this idea with God this year of coming closer and wanting to respond wholeheartedly to his invitation in my life for this, that actually I also have to be honest about the things that are difficult about that for me right now. And my natural inclination... I'm going to have to get a tissue. Um, My natural inclination is absolutely to be a problem solver and a fixer, whether that's in other people's lives or my own. And it would really be much easier for me to stuff, pack and um, wrap how I feel about this and to stick to facts. But actually, that's not really how God works in our lives. And something that Ali and I were talking about before we started today um, were some words that are spoken by a woman called Havla Cunnington, who some of of you may know, and we have some of her Bible studies. And she was just talking about how God leaves room for both healing and growth in our lives. And... I guess as I've looked at this invitation to us this year and in my own life, it comes with both an invitation to healing and growth. And one of the things that certainly as somebody who would just like the problem wrapped, packed and sorted, I'm not very patient with the process of that. But... God doesn't put a time frame on that process. And so as we start to consider together what it means to come close and to respond to that, I guess what I want to encourage you and I need to encourage myself and we, I think it would be good to encourage one another is that we need to leave room for both growth and healing in this process in our lives. And I don't want to assume that each one of you is in a similar life experience to me. I actually jolly well hope not. But, um, but I guess what I really want to underline as we set out to do this, and it would have been just really easy for me to switch into teaching mode on this, is that I don't actually have pat answers to what this looks like. Um, what does it look like to respond to God in this invitation to come close? And I feel like it's definitely something in my life that I'm going to need to wrestle with the Lord on this year and give um, room for that. And what I hope is that as women we can journey together on that and encourage each other on that. But what I do know from both experience and kingdom truth is that God doesn't invite us to something that he doesn't then make the provision for. And so I am anticipating and have an expectancy that along with healing he's also going to pack some tools in our toolbox for that you know that in fact we will get to grow together in this and I've just found that in my life right at the minute 
God is using really simple things to illustrate to me just some simple and first steps to what it means to come close. Some of you will know that we have a beautiful Belgian shepherd puppy who's now five months old and huge. And um, because he's going to be a big boy, we've obviously been pretty intentional about his training and um, obedience kind of work. And one of the things that we've worked at really establishing strongly with him, which is actually not hard with a shepherd, to be honest, because they were really designed to bond with their owners, but is to really look at increasing his desire to be in close proximity to us. And there's a couple of reasons for that. It helps with recall work. He's nowhere near being allowed being allowed off the lead at the moment um, but in fact Justin took him to obedience training tonight first time not sure how that's going to have gone um, but by working on this sense of him wanting to be in close proximity to us it helps with recall when we get to that it helps with him having his attention on us which you definitely need if you're going to get him to do what you want him to do and also but he's actually a fairly anxious dog and so what it does is it builds in him confidence and also a sense of optimism so we've got this game that we play with him called the middle game and it started with you'd stand and I'd throw a, a treat through my legs and he'd go through my legs pick it up and then naturally he pops back through my legs out facing frontwards and then he gets another treat and so you start by throwing the food backwards and we've played that I'm still not at a point where I can throw fully out in front because what happens is I fall it out in front and then he ends the wrong way through my legs and he's and, and he's like, what's wrong with this problem, this situation? Hang on, I'm not getting food from mum. Why is this not working? But we've done such a good job that he actually, off his own bat now, plays middle and will you'll be standing somewhere and suddenly, whoop, there he is through through your legs. But the the amazing thing about this is, and the, the ultimate goal will be that he actually when we say middle he will come and stand in the middle and that means we could hook the lead back on him easily give him affection control him more um, manageably if we're in a situation where we need to kind of keep him in close um, but I love the way that God uses some of the just ordinary things in our life and this is a daily occurrence in our life Theo's around all the time to sort of start to be a daily reminder to me that Catherine, at the moment, what come closer looks like is middle. Middle, you know, and that just that sense of coming in close proximity to the Lord, even if it's only for a moment, and just being comfortable to just be close to the Lord. I think I've shared with you before, but the other thing that has been another real reminder for me, it's a phrase that is found in... Um, the message paraphrase of Matthew 11, which is will be a familiar passage to you all. Let's come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But it's really been a long-term meaningful scripture to me. And I'll just read it to you from the message. It says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And I think that's the phrase that always stands out for me. And it, at the moment it does. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I think that... 
scripture provides many insights um, from beginning to end really of what the fruit of our in our lives will be when we are close to God whether it's using phrases like keeping company with him or drawing near or being planted or being hidden in or dwelling with. Like the scripture is filled with all of these descriptions of really trying to describe what is an almost indescribable relationship that we get to have with the Lord. And so some of those fruits of coming closer in our life, I really hope that this year we will get to have a look at together things like the protection and provision there is in coming in close with the Lord and the sense that um, under his wings or in close with him there's the opportunity for healing and transformation in our life that it's only really close to him that we establish healthy identity and you know I think I think that's a struggle for all human beings but I think there's many things that challenge our identity as women um it's in close to him that we get a sense of revelation of our purpose and our calling you can't find that separate of him or certainly not in a healthy way um and also in close to him we have equipping and strengthening and really that's where I thought that I was going to get to do some teaching sort of stuff around that but what I've really, what the Lord just impressed upon me as I sat with him today was that before we learn, launch into it like some academic topic, that we are to allow some time to examine what do those words come closer evoke for you and to actually just allow a bit of space this evening for you to see what's God saying to you personally about this before we head on to I hope some really great things that help us in our growth and our healing of actually just having a moment to sit with the Lord and just take stock of that um, and that might be a really positive thing for you that may bring again a sense of excitement around what God has for you this year and um, and, and that's wonderful. Like I'm not trying to elicit from each of you um, an emotional and difficult response. I'm just, I guess, using my story to be honest about approaching this with the Lord in an honest way. And... Um, I want to give us time this evening. I don't know about you, but again, I could talk about this with you and then I could say, I hope you'll go away and you'll have a think about it with the Lord. But if your life is like mine, I'll have many good intentions, but then I get out the door and I get back into the midst of life. So I just felt this evening that we would spend, you know, we've, it's only half past eight, that we would spend... Um, I'll put some music on. We've got the whole auditorium or even out in the foyer if you want more space than sitting in the auditorium will give you. Um, just to sit with the Lord. And I've prepared just a few questions, but there's you don't have to even do those. If you That was really just because for some people it's helpful to have a focus. Um, 
but it's things like, and there's no right or wrong answer and you're not going to be required to share this. We're not getting into groups afterwards to tell each other what we've written down because actually I want you to be able to have space to be real with the Lord about that and feel like you're not then sitting with a group of people feeling like you need to give the right answer. Um, And so... I guess the things that I would like to encourage you to consider this evening are what do what thoughts and feelings come to mind for you when you hear the invitation come closer. I would really encourage you to ask the Lord for some sense of a picture, whether you're a visual person and that ends up being a picture of, of, of some description or whether it's a word picture that he paints for you. Again, there's no right or wrong way to hear from the Lord. But something for you this year that will be a reminder this year of his invitation to you personally. And then to see if there's any kind of a scripture that the Lord may lay on your heart that is a part of that. Um, If you don't know where to start, the Psalms are a great place to start in terms of talking about our proximity to the Lord. Um, I think David in particular must have wrestled with this a lot. I mean, we all know his story is one of really being a bit of a red-hot mess most of his life and making some fairly revolting choices and yet being described as a man after God's own heart and you get to see in the Psalms a lot of his wrestle about where are you God and then suddenly you know it's great to dwell in your courts forever and all of these sorts of things that talk about proximity that sometimes just feel just a bit out of our grasp so um, I think I hope that that um, encourages you to do a bit of honest dialoguing with the Lord about this so that as we start this journey together this year we're not just looking for the right answers or the pat answers to this but that we're actually really looking for God to bring both healing and growth in our lives together and individually So I'm going to pray over you, um, if that's okay, and then I'll go and put some music on and I just encourage you, Steph, I think I've get if you got the there so there are some there is some paper there if you want to scribble some stuff down if people haven't got bibles i'm happy to go and get some bibles and just plonk them at the front if you do actually want to have a look um in the word um but i'll pray and then we'll you can grab um a sheet and just go and for somewhere find somewhere to sit with the lord father i just really want to thank you that You are never in a hurry with us and that you are infinitely patient. And God, we just really acknowledge before you this evening that as we consider these words come closer, we really want to respond wholeheartedly to you. Lord, with everything um, that is within us, the things that struggle with that and the things that want to embrace that fully. And so I ask God that as we take time this evening just to, in fact, come closer and to um, investigate this a bit further in our own lives, I thank you that you are already present here and with us. And I pray, Lord, that for each one of us as your girls, 
there would be a sense of encouragement as we sit with you this evening. Lord, whether that's through a picture or a scripture or just a phrase or something that you whisper to our hearts. I thank you, God, that you promise that we can hear your voice. And regardless of how skilled we think we are in that, you are able to make yourself known to us. And so we trust that you will do that this evening. And Lord, we look to you for both healing and growth in our lives. And Lord, whilst we know that you are patient with the process, I ask that you would help us to be patient with the process too. Would you give us courage and strength and just um, a real sense of um, being in this with you. In Jesus' name, amen.